Blog Talk Radio. Tyree Powell 
support the idea of using your talents to help other people achieve their goals. And I want to bring him in and introduce him to everybody, Mr. C. Tyree Powell. How you doing, everybody? Good evening. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank Brian and Greg just for inviting me to uh, be a part of this show tonight. And it's uh, good to be here, and I hope to uh, enlighten you guys and be able to share a little bit about myself tonight. Absolutely. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thanks. Thanks. Yes, thank you. You know, you and I talked a couple times before uh, tonight, and one thing that that stood out to me the most was uh, last night when you told me that you really want to help people. You didn't say anything about charging people money. You didn't say anything about that. You said that you really wanted to see people reach their their dreams and reach their goals, and to me that says a lot because that's what we are doing. We're not trying to do it; that's what we're doing. And right. believe it or not, you're doing it by coming on tonight and sharing your experiences and and mm-hmm. the things that you're doing and the things that you love doing. And I just want to applaud you for for that. It, it's a, it's just an awesome thing. But my question is this: What is it that makes you want to reach out? and help someone to reach their dreams and their goals? Because if it wasn't for someone who reached out and helped me, then I wouldn't be here to, to you know, to have that same opportunity to help someone else. Uh-huh. I mean, nobody can, whatever it is you want to do, you can't do it all by yourself. I definitely believe in that. So, um, you know, people need help, and sometimes it's hard to, to find people who are willing to help. Um so, I mean, that's that's my big thing. I mean, there are, like you said, I'm an entrepreneur, but the biggest thing is that I want the things that I do to be successful, but also to, to be able to, to genuinely help people. Yeah. But, but you know, let, let's take it a little bit further. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we know that we were all created for uh, one another. We know that we can't do... Know, reach those milestones and, and, and get to the top on our own. We need each other. Was there some? Was there a time in your life when you were about to quit and when you were about to just not go forward with your business and, and all the things that you're doing right now? Was there a time that you wanted to give up and someone stepped in and said, "You know what? I believe you can do this." Was there someone there? Uh, was a time where I wanted to quit. <laughs> I mean, there there are always times you want to quit. I mean, you put so much effort into things that you believe in, and 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 it doesn't happen as quickly as you want it to. But you know, I mean, that's where you go back to you know close friends, family, your mom, your dad, and I mean, people just tell you, hey, these are your dreams. You've been you know trying for these things forever. Don't let these few things here and there bring you down. I mean, look at the bigger picture. Look what you have already accomplished towards your goal. Just because this one small step didn't happen, you know, don't get don't get so down on yourself. Um, now, I will be perfectly honest. I can't say that I wanted to quit, but there have been times where I have been really down and, you know, just, man, just questioning myself. Um, not really wanting to quit, but is this really going to happen? Should I should I switch focus? And so I, I've definitely had those kind of times. Hmm. So let me ask this question. When you had those those kinds of times, those times where you wanted to quit 
those times when you wanted to just give up and, you know, just throw in the towel. You know, what kept you going? Um, the, the belief that, I mean, you can do it. Nothing's impossible. I mean, if, if you have a, a, a dream, a goal, and you wholeheartedly are, are doing everything that you can towards it, it will happen for you. Um, and you just have to... You just have to be able to, to to hold off and say, okay, maybe it's not happening as soon as I wanted to, but if I keep doing it, it it's going to happen. Um, and that's my main thing, just keep your goals in front of you. And, you know, no matter how hard it is or all the odds that are against you, if if it's certainly something that you want to do, you can do it. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the termite where you can take one little termite and eventually he'll level a whole building. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, and it's actually very interesting that you said the word termite. Um, I mean, that brings up uh, one of the stories in my life. I mean, you guys in the introduction said that I'm, I'm do I do everything. I have a lot of you know pieces about me. Uh, one of those interesting things that people are surprised to hear is that um, I was a swimmer growing up, um, competitive swimmer. So as you can imagine, one of the very few African Americans who swam. Um, I swam on a team called PDR in Philadelphia. Uh, recently, and uh, I believe in '07, there was a movie made about us called Pride. Um, you guys may have heard about that. Um, and on our team, getting back to termites, there was a group of individuals who would always break records. Um, you know, nationally on the East Coast, and these groups uh, or that group of uh, that relay team. Their nickname was the termite because it, wherever the record was, they would go in and break them. Uh, and getting back to, you know, achieving dreams and, and when things are hard, um, I started swimming rather late. Most competitive swimmers start when they're, you know, under eight. Um, I started swimming at the age of 12. And, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to quit. You know, first day of practice, I show up, I'm 12 years old, everybody else had been swimming since they were five, you know, very muscular, they're very fast in the water. I show up on the first day, chubby fat kid, and I was scared to take off my shirt. But, so I had to catch up to, to everybody on the team, you know, to, to get to their level. And um, so, I mean, that was my first my first time in life, like, wow, this is what I want to do, it's going to be hard, but you know what, it's possible because they're doing it. And, you know, shortly thereafter, you know, I, I reached to some of those guys' levels and ended up getting a scholarship to college through swimming. Mm. What if you would have stopped? What if you had given up because the guys were looking at you because you didn't look the way that they looked when you walked out there? You were chubby. You weren't in shape. That's the same, that's the same thing with a lot of people that are trying to start their own business. They may, they may not be as uh, business-wise as, as a lot of people that have their own business, but the fact that you stayed there and you honed your skills, that is a big, big example for a lot of people that are listening tonight. Because if you don't have what you need, you will get it as you keep going. Right. You know, you, you mm-hmm. weren't intimidated. Well, you probably was intimidated, but you weren't intimidated enough to stop. Right. Yeah, and, and, and let me ask you this: How important is it to have a supporting cast? And what I mean by that is the, the, our friends. 
some of all of our friends are not going to be happy for us. You know that, that, and that's the case with a lot of people. What do you do with those pe- those people that are not on your side, but they claim to be, but they say things, uh, negative things that kind of knock your dreams and your goals a little bit? What do you do with those people? You know, listen to what they say, and if it's negative or not something you're trying to hear, you know, take it as encouragement. You know, even though I know what I kind of said, you know, may sound strange. If it's negative, take it as encouragement because when they see that your things do come true, you know, your goals, your plans, your dreams, when those things do happen, I bet they'll be on your side then. So it's like, oh, you don't believe I can do it? Watch me. And that's that's how I that's how I, I act and do things. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't want to, you know, portray that. But, you know, there are, you know, going back to swimming or, you know, myself moving to China. Um, I lived in China for a year. And I, when I came, when I started to tell people, hey, I'm thinking about moving to China. People are like, for what? What's in China? Don't go to China. There's, you know, there's gangs in China. There's this, there's that. Why would you do that? And I'm like, no, I'm going. Maybe you can come visit. I'll be there. So, I mean, I just use it as encouragement. I mean, if you don't think I can do it, that's because you don't believe you can do it. There you go. Well, you know, it's just like when we started our radio show. You know, people were like, you want to do what? You want to be on a radio? Did you go to school for that? You know, they started asking all these different questions. And I said, we will learn. You know, I said, we'll learn as we go. Mm-hmm. And, and to this point, you know, I mean, I think we're not doing too bad. You know, right. but you know, you talk about going to China, and you know that would have been my first thought too. You know, and you know, excuse me for saying it this way, but what does a brother do in China? Achieve. <laughs> That's what you do. Um, well, I went to China to teach English at the Shanghai Finance University. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great opportunity. Um, in my last semester of college. Um, just happened to come across this chance. Um, a postcard came to my roommate. Um, this It was sent from one of his friends who was teaching abroad in Japan. But all I saw initially was a, a, a tropical island. So once he got home, he told me a little bit more about the situation. I immediately went to a website, you know, looked up some information on teaching abroad, um, teaching English abroad, excuse me, and... Um, You know, on the second page on Google, I saw a link from uh, Towson, the school I graduated from, Towson University, and uh, immediately, you know, went to the uh, woman's office a few days later, discussed the opportunities with her, and uh, six months later, I was teaching English in the college classroom. Um, I was there, taught English, learned Chinese, uh, became a model for Carl Kanai, did some DJ work in the lounge. I love Shanghai Lounge in Shanghai, China. Um, it was a great experience. You know, got to travel around the country, um, got a chance to show my family and friends who came to visit around the country um, because by the time they had come to visit, I had uh, become fluent in the language. So I was able to show them around, um, give them a, a real China experience while they were there. Now, you say you became fluent in the language, and how long were you there? I was there for a year. Uh, my first real test of my of my uh, language abilities um, happened. I arrived in China in August, 
and uh, my first real test happened uh, right uh, right after Christmas in December. Um, girlfriend came to my girlfriend came to visit, and um, we went to another city away from Shanghai. And it was the first time I had traveled without a Chinese friend or someone that I worked with who was Chinese. So I really had to you know use my own language skills. And uh, it was a trip for about four days. It went you know perfect. Um, you can see you know, pictures and videos of that experience as well as, you know, my whole China experience at my personal website, um, which is, by the way, uh, my name, C. Tyree, T-Y-R-E-E, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L.com. Yes, and I can tell you, if you go to that site, you'll be on there for a while <laughs> because there is a lot of good information out there. And so, I'm just checking it out here. And it says that you have also done some modeling, huh? Tell yeah. us about the modeling deal here. Well, that's that's one thing that a brother can do very easily in China. Um, you know, this may not be surprising, but there are uh, very few African Americans in China. <laughs> So when, um, you know, companies are looking to do advertising, marketing, commercials, you know, things of that nature, they need African-Americans to, to portray their brand. So um, you would come across uh, listings in, in, on, on different, you know, websites or in newspapers, hey, we need black models. Are you black? We need black models. And at first it's like, wow. And it's like, okay, well, let me check this out. I mean, I, I only worked two days a week. So I had, you know, plenty of free time to, to do other things. So I checked it out, you know, went for the interview, and it happened. I got a job for Carl or with Carl Kanai while I was there. Oh. That's just awesome. Uh, to all the callers that are that are on the line, just please hang on. We, we The lines are lit up right now. Please hang on. We're coming to you probably about another five or ten minutes. Um, Terry, you know, the, the wonderful thing about what you're doing and what you're saying tonight is, to me, is, is saying to all of us, open your mind up and, and don't put limits on your territories. And it sounded like what you're doing is you've broadened your territories. You've opened it up, not just in this country, but you're, you're willing to go pretty much anywhere. You have that uh, the ability to say, okay, well, I can adapt in anywhere that I go. And I think all of us should have that same mindset. Uh, America is a beautiful is a beautiful country, and so are a lot of other countries. Mm-hmm. It, the, the opportunities are there, and uh, it, it's just an awesome, awesome thing. And, and I just wanted to ask you, when you were in China, what did you learn from the, the people there? Were they a little bit more uh, disciplined when it came to? achieving the things that they wanted to achieve based on what you saw there compared to here? Hmm, that's a good question. Were they disciplined on achieving what they wanted to achieve? I would say as a whole, <laughs> as a whole, um, Chinese people aren't as entrepreneurial as Americans. Um, even though all Americans don't want to be entrepreneurs or, or may not say it out loud, but Chinese people kind of conform to the norm more so. Um, when it comes to achievement, they achieve in school. They don't really achieve on the on the whole, for the most part, on on individual thinking. 
because that's just the nature of their culture. Um, I have a book that I read called China CEO, and in that book, you know, it, it specifically says that Chinese culture, even thousands of years ago, um, achievement was based on how perfectly you can copy your teacher, not how, you know, what kind of good ideas can you come up that are revolutionary, but how perfect can you copy what somebody else did. So with that as the basis of your culture, it's kind of, kind of hard to, to, to think about achievement, you know, in the American sense of achievement to me. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, let's go to a caller. I want uh, – we got plenty of them on the line, so I want to go to a caller in the 215 area code. Caller, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Caller from the 215 area code. I guess it's All there. right. Maybe they're just listening in, and that's Hello, Tyree. Uh, Hello, oh. everyone. Hi. Oh, hey. Can Hi. you hear us? Yes, I'm here. All right. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. You have a question or a comment? No, I comment only. I just wish him much success in his um, endeavors. Awesome. All right. Well, awesome. thank you. Thank you very much. Make sure you Make sure you keep your pen and pad handy. I sure will. But, but, but caller, before you go, what do you? I have a question for the caller. What What do you think about people that are trying to achieve their dreams and their goals? Um, and, and what the reason I ask that is because I, I, we try to talk to a lot of people, and uh, with with the people that are around you, are they go getters or are they are they the type of people that just sit back? What What kind of people are you around? Is my question. I'm around both, but I think everyone's around both. And I think if you have a dream, you need to stay focused on your dream and do everything possible that you can make your dream come true. Awesome. And if Tyree continues to be focused as he is, I think that will be one day a reality. Awesome. I knew we were going to get something out of her, Brian. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to the caller in, let's see, Take your the pick. A lot of them. 678 area code. 678, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hello? Hello. Yes. Sir. yes. I uh, I actually have a, uh, a question for uh, Mr. Tyree. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that throughout the course of the show, uh, they've been talking about the various things that you uh, that you've done in the past, as far as your modeling and your going to China. Um, but in the in the introduction, they talked a lot about the things that you're active and you're currently active and you're always hungry and working towards things. Um, just wanted to try and get more of an idea of what things do you have in the forefront? What are you working on now? Great question. Glad you asked. <laughs> well, um, as they stated in the uh, in the introduction, as you can, or from my website, you can't see that I'm involved in a lot of things, and myself even sometimes are like, how am I doing all of this? Um, 
just to piggyback from the starting with the China thing, I, I'm back from China. You know, I learned the language. I've learned my way around China. One thing that I'm doing is, or that I have been doing for the past year, is um, individual tutoring of um, beginning Chinese. Um, I have, um, I have one student. He's 13 or 14 years old now. I've been with him for about a year, um, one day a week. And uh, actually, our last lesson last Thursday, we uh, we spoke about nine. For an hour, our lessons are an hour, and I'd say about 90% of that hour was in Chinese completely. Um, so that's the progress that he's taking, you know, with, you know, learning through me. Aside from that, I build websites, um, you know, for for small businesses, universities, large businesses. Um, some of the – you can find some examples of websites that I've done on my personal website. Um Aside from that, I'm building a business called USAHomeRaffle.com. Uh, that's USAHomeRaffle.com. Um, home raffles just in general is a uh, fundraising activity for nonprofits um, through the raffling of homes. Um, and on the side of that, just to keep money on the table and, you know, food or food on my table and money in my pocket, I also teach GED classes. So that's, you know, all the different things that are on my schedule on a daily basis right now. All right, all right. Any more questions, caller? I think that's it. <laughs> all right, all right, good. Thank you for calling. You know, I wanted to uh, actually get into um, some of the other things that you've been involved in, and one of them definitely is the website business. Okay. You know, because that's one thing that I've learned that, you know, every business should have. But if you go out, the majority of new businesses, especially small businesses, they don't see the need of having a website until they see someone else with a you know, very nice, successful website, and they say, ooh, I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just your opinion, do you believe that the reason that small businesses are able to grow, especially in this economy, is because they have a web presence? Uh, I think it definitely helps. Um, it definitely helps, especially when you're starting out, because it gives people a much easier way to find more information about you. Um, if you don't, if you're a small company and, you know, you're not, and you're small, I mean, there's there's really no way someone's going to find out about you unless they come to you. And, you know, that's not possible all the time. So you, you should take advantage of, of technology and get yourself a website. Um, one thing that I think a lot of people, um, you, you mentioned they, they want to get one when they see someone else's. Mm-hmm. And then it's not always the best time to do it because websites need to vary depending on the business. Um, you don't necessarily need to get something just because it looks nice and somebody else has it because it may not work well for your business. Um, just like, you know, if if you have a, uh, let's say you, you're trying to start a hair salon, you're not going to go and buy or rent a location that's or set up to be a law office 
or or a Burger King. You're going to get a location that's set up just for a hair salon. So same thing with websites. You need them to be. You need the design and layout to to maximize your business and to portray your business. Oh. Awesome, awesome. You know, and um, I'm I'm actually on the on your website, and I've gone over to this USAHomeRaffle.com. Now, this is a business that you started, correct? Correct. All right, and I'm sort of checking it out, and it's a very novel idea. You know, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow. This is, you know, explain to to our listeners, because, I mean, I could really jack up what I'm reading here, but I want you to explain it since you started the business. Explain to us what USA Home Raffle does for the people who may want to get involved with it. USA Home Raffle... Uh, primarily helps homeowners who are looking to sell their homes uh, become connected with a nonprofit who is able to raffle your home. Um, now, in the beginning, I said that home raffles, you know, are a fundraising source for nonprofits. So please, I urge and you know, command everyone out there listening: do not attempt to raffle your home on your own. I do not advise it. I'm sure no one that you ever speak to that's knowledgeable about home raffles will advise it. Um, they, it, is, it is illegal for an individual to raffle off their home in every state. Um, so with that being said, uh, we help you connect with a nonprofit who can legally raffle your home. Um, the way they work is... Uh, you would, or the way you know your interaction with our site will work. If you're a person interested in selling your home, and it's been on the market, and you know you're not happy with the results, um, you create a profile of your home on our site, usahomeraffle.com, and um, on that profile you upload your appraised value of your home up to 28 pictures of your home, a full description, how many bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage. You know, the better your profile is, the more likely it is that a nonprofit will contact you. Um, so, you know, your profile's there. Nonprofits are, are, you know, browsing the site, looking for possible fundraisers, homes to, to represent in the raffle. They contact you. Uh, so you engage in a dialogue with that nonprofit, um, you 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 know you come to, you iron out all the particulars. If you decide to go with them, uh, that nonprofit will take all the information to your state. Your state then has to approve the raffle. Uh, once the raffle is approved, the nonprofit can then start selling tickets. Uh, so let's say your house is worth three hundred thousand um, dollars. Let's say the nonprofit says, okay, we're going to sell eight thousand tickets at a hundred dollars a piece. So we could potentially make $800,000 as in revenue. Um, so with that $800,000 in revenue on the ticket drawing date, they draw a ticket. Person B has just won a house for the price of $100 because their ticket has been drawn. Now the nonprofit then takes the $300,000 from their $800,000 revenue, pays the homeowner for their home, the appraised value, and then gives the home away to that winning ticket, um, winning, t- winning ticket holder. So in the end, the nonprofit then has four hundred thousand left. 
Now, they may have to, you know, pay some legal fees, maybe pay some marketing fees. So let's say that all of that, you know, happened to be 100000 So then in the end, the nonprofit is left with um, $400,000 for for as their uh, revenue for the fundraiser. That is absolutely awesome. Now, everybody <laughs> on the line is going to want to sell their house. Yes, sir. And that website is usahomeraffle.com. And, wow, that is a sweet deal. Right. I mean, especially in today's, you know, in today's economy, people are having problems selling their home. If they can sell it, you know, they may not uh, be offered the appraised value. And then on the flip side, you have a bunch of uh, a lot of people in the country who are wanting to buy homes, but maybe their credit's bad. Maybe they can't, you know, get a mortgage, or maybe they're just in a bad situation. But you know, for a hundred dollars, they have a one in five thousand, one in eight thousand chance of winning a home. You know, I heard a statistic. Well, I'm not exactly sure what that statistic, uh, the the specifics on it is, but. The basis is the majority of people in America play the lottery with the hope of winning a million dollars. And these lottery chances are like one in a million, one in 15 million to win, you know, X amount of money. But what if you had a one in 5,000 or one in 8,000 chance of owning a home for free? I mean, that's compared to the lottery, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a hard decision to make in my book. Hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome idea. You know, and I'm I'm actually writing this information down because I know a lot of nonprofits <laughs> that could definitely benefit from something like this. Okay. I mean, I, I will say that home raffles, although they are legal for nonprofits to do, they are not legal in every state. Right. Um, I say there are about 30 states, give or take, in the country where they are legal where they are legal. Um, we are not lawyers at USA Home Raffle, so we don't give legal advice. Uh, we encourage people who are interested to, to look at the website, read it, you know, get the information, and then contact a lawyer in your area who may be able to, to better explain the ins and outs of the, of the rules and regulations, the state laws mm-hmm. in your specific area. Um, but for questions as far as how, you know, home raffles work and the concept and, you know, things like that, most of those questions can be answered by, you know, checking out our site. We have an extensive uh, Frequently Asked Questions uh, page. Um, and our site's been around for a year. We launched in, uh, or not, not a year yet. Actually, next month will be a year. Uh, we launched in the beginning of July 2008. And... Um, so far, we've reached um, number one status on Google when searching for home raffles. Uh, we've been mentioned in the New York Times, CNN, you know, numerous other, you know, real estate and other online blogs. Um, so the concept is, you know, gaining popularity, but we would still like it, you know, just the, the concept, not even just our website, but just the concept of home raffles and the potential they have. We'd like that to, 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 to get bigger because it can help a lot of people, right. nonprofits, you know, homeowners, people hoping to be a homeowner. You know, everybody wins in this case. Right, because, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about the potential of you need a home 
and you can have the you have the the chance to win a not just any home but a very nice home. You know, right. and so it could be you know someone's dream home, and in this scenario, pretty much everybody wins. Right. You know, except for the people who didn't win the home, but you know that's the chance they take. But still, just a just an amazing way to, you know, uh, to gain money for a business, to sell a home, especially in these tough economic times. You know, and to, uh, well, to gain money for a nonprofit. And you know, most nonprofits, of course, in these economic times, are really struggling for cash. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know several people who, you know, they're they're doing everything they possibly can, every innovative way, because a lot of their states have said, hey, we don't have any money, we're cutting all the funding, therefore your program has to end. And if you can imagine, let's say, a nonprofit like a children's home society or something like that, who, you know, they're 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 directly helping children, or a boys and girls club that are directly helping children, you know. Those are the those are the type of organizations that can't just stop working, right? You know? Right. And so, yeah, awesome, awesome idea. You know, I'm checking out some of these other ones uh, on your site here. Um, like, have you ever been to China? And it's a website guide of China. You know, and to be perfectly honest, I've seen pictures of China, but I've never seen pictures like these. Did you take these pictures? I t- took every picture on that site. <laughs> wow. Every picture is from my personal camera. Man, these are some beautiful pictures. Yes. Have you ever been to China.com is, is you know, really just my take on China and, you know, how I can help you have the kind of experience that I had in China. Uh, you know, being an American, knowing the language, having lived there, no, I know the ins and outs um, of Shanghai, especially. Um, but I did travel, you know, throughout the country. Um, but um, you know, this is just my chance to, you know, to. A lot of people are interested in China. You know, they hear about it in the news. But you know, really, just like myself, before I went, I didn't know anything about China. I knew that Chinese people use chopsticks, and I knew the Great Wall was there. And, you know, other than that, oh, and, and the number three thing, everything in America is made in China. I'm sure we all know that. Um, but that, that, those are the really only things I knew about China. So, you know, being there, having that chance to learn, and then, you know, friends and family to come visit and being able to share that with them, you know. And uh, while they were there, they're like, wow, Tyree, I mean, you, you showed us a great time around this country. You should do this for other people. And, you know, I came back, and I'm like, wow, maybe I should. You know, you guys had a good time. I'm sure I could show anybody a good time. So that's how, you know, Have You Ever Been to China came about. Terry, you, you have a lot of people that are that are listening right now. <clears throat> and a lot of people are trying to start their own business, and they're sitting back and they say, you know what, that's fine. That uh, He's going to be successful uh, I can tell that this young man is energized and he's got all the ideas and it just seems like everything is going to work out for him, but yet they don't believe that things will work out for themselves. Have you uh, experienced um, people believing more in others than they do in themselves? Have you ever faced anything like that? 
I think we all face it every day. I mean, just the TV culture. I mean, we believe everything on TV. You know, it's not real, but we believe it. You know, I mean, these people are actors or, you know, I mean, you have to believe in yourself if you don't believe in anything else. I mean, you know the most about yourself. Anything else, you know, you have to seek information, you have to ask questions, you have to, you know, you got to do some research, but you know the most about yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your goals, your dreams, and you have to believe in what you are able to do. And you have to be real with yourself in, in those things. But, um, you know, you should use other people as a, as a source of encouragement. Um, but you shouldn't, you know, put all your, you know, beliefs in these other people, especially if you have things you want to do for yourself. Nine times out of ten, that other person is not going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So. You know what? I think a lot of people want the assurance of what I'm going to do, the things that I'm planning to do will not fail. They want the assurance of that thing that they're wanting to do will make it. They want someone to tell them, you know what, it will work. But I don't think anybody out there can tell anyone that with with 100%, you know, accuracy that it's going to happen. I think uh, you're the only one, the person that's trying to do something, you're the only one that can determine that. And I'm sure, Tyree, you had some doors closed in your face. You had some obstacles that you had to overcome. But you know what? Who doesn't? Right. It's okay. It's okay for people to close the doors because all that's going to do is teach you how to deal with it the next time you're faced with that same door. Right. So, and again, I'm excited about what you're doing, and I love the fact that you're reaching out and you're helping others and you're teaching. Teaching, that's, that's really important. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of people that when we learn things, we try to keep it a secret as if everybody else is going to make up all the money and you're not going to make any, and that's just not the case. <laughs> yes. Brian, let's go to another caller. I see we, we still have a lot on there. Sure. Let's go to the caller, and I'm not sure if we've gone to this caller already, but let's try it again. Caller in the 215. Calling two one five. I think you did. All right. Let's try a caller in the seven oh six. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? Uh, I actually have two questions for Mr. Powell, if that's okay. Sure. That's awesome. Not a problem. Um, I'm curious, uh, Mr. Powell, uh, what is unique about your your site and your business, USAHomeRaffles.com, uh, compared to other uh, home raffle home raffling services or businesses. Uh, as far as we know, uh, we are the only site that is, um, you know, that has a lot of information about home raffles. Um, also, we are the only site that are listing current home raffles that are happening around the country. Um, and in some of the articles that have talked about us, they call us the Google of home raffles. This is where you go to find out the information you need. Um, uh-huh. 
So I would say that that is the unique. We are unique in that we are the only one. Um, we we had one competitor, um, and we just found out today that that website was shut down. So you know that's that's where we stand. You know we we're unique in this business. You know raffles have been around since 1991. But, you know, most of America has no clue that they're happening, nor do they have a clue about the potential they hold. Uh, one question that just came to mind, actually, um, is, and I'm assuming that these laws perhaps uh, vary in different states, but if someone, if one person or one family were to win a raffle at some point in their life, are they then ineligible from entering other such home raffles? I would say no, um, unless, you know, there were some specific rules and regulations involved in that specific raffle that they won. You know, maybe, you know, nonprofit A says if you win a raffle with us, you can't, you can't buy a ticket for the next five years in our consecutive raffles. Um, that I'm not sure about. Um, rules and regulations happen with home raffles on a case-by-case basis. Um, you know, ticket prices vary, rules and, you know, laws vary by city, by state, by county. Um, so with respect to how an individual raffle is run, it would have to be handled, you know, individually uh, with each nonprofit in the raffle. Okay. And my last question um, is in reference to your travel to China. Um, I think that a lot of Americans these days uh, are scared by the notion of uh, China becoming a dominant world power. A lot of Americans are worried about uh, the United States losing its uh, status and influence uh, in, in the global economy and, uh, and uh, on the global scale. Um, do you have any, uh, any words of perhaps encouragement uh, for those American citizens out there who uh, are fearful of China's influence and China's uh, place in the world? Uh, first of all, I would, I would encourage everyone not to be afraid at all about traveling to China. Um, they hold – Chinese people love Americans, uh, to put it, you know, frankly. Uh, they may not love everything about our government. Now they do because we have Obama. They love Obama, but they love Americans and what America stands for as a people. Um, the things that we're hearing in the news, you know, those things are just just government talk, really. You know, you don't really see those things, you know, while you're walking around the streets and interacting in China. Um, another thing that I would tell people is, you know, do some research. If, if you're scared that China is going to take over, you obviously don't know much. Because if it, if, it, if, it hasn't, if it wasn't for China, America wouldn't be where we are now. You know, they are ba uh, China is basically America's credit card. They hold a lot of our treasury and a lot of our credit. And, I mean, most of our debt is owed to China. So don't be afraid to go to China. I mean, China needs America, and we need China. So, I mean, it's best, in my opinion, to learn as much as you can about that country because they are going to be around for a long time. You know, they have been around the longest out of all the, you know, existing countries in the world now. I mean, they have a 5,000-year-old history and language. 
which is still currently being used. So, I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, don't be afraid. You know, there, it's a faraway place. You may not know much about it, but, you know, you, you can find that information. And, you know, it's just a plane ticket. I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> that's my uh, advice. Well, thank you very much for uh, for your your perspective and and your uh, sharing of your experiences, and I certainly wish you the best in all of your ventures. Thank you, thank you. All right, thanks for calling. All right, we have. Let's go to another caller. Let's go to the caller in the six one zero area code six one zero. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, I am. Um, my name is Melissa, and I am just impressed with everything that's going on in Tyree's life right now. There's, I mean, it just seems like he's constantly involved in different projects, and um, I really don't even have any questions. I'm just kind of just wondering how you all the business ventures that you're working on. Um, I guess that's my only real comment or question. I'm sorry, I missed that. How? How what? How do you prioritize all the business ventures that you're working on right now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, the main thing in you know on my on the table right now is USA Home Raffle um, because to me that's the biggest most uh, the biggest idea that could help the most people. Um, and really, right now we just. We need the concept to be promoted, not not, not more so USAHomeRaffle.com. When people hear about home raffles, they're going to find our website because, as I stated before, we're the only one out there with this type of information. But, you know, that's my main focus is promoting the concept of home raffles and all that it can do. And, um, you know, getting back to me on the entrepreneurial side, you know, this is a startup business. You know, we are looking for funding. <laughs> We're looking to, you know, you know, help promote this this site, this concept, to help, you know, start helping people more. Um, so, I would say that's the main priority is trying to trying to find some um, to trying to promote this. But we also have to keep food on the table. So, you know, like I said earlier, I teach GED classes. Um, I also build websites for other businesses, you know, along with my business partner. Um, we have done sites for Morgan State University, uh, Maryland Public Television. Um, we've actually done a site for the international headquarters of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So, you know, we've been in the web business for about five years, and that's what, you know, keep food keeps food on the table and, you know, keeps our pockets, you know, a little comfortable. But um, I would say those two things, you know, USA Home Raffle being number one and the web business um, being number two as far as priority. I think I just have one other question. We kind of talked about where you've been and what you're doing now. What does the future hold for you? Hopefully the future holds, uh, you know, a successful company for, you know, myself and my business partner. Um, and a lot of people are surprised to find out that at some point in my life, I would like to, you know, assume residence outside of this country. Um, I do not want to, you know, live my final days in America. 
Um, I, I believe in world travel. It's a goal of mine. I want to see the world. You know, I've already uh, achieved a small dream of mine, which is living in another country for a short amount of time. But, you know, in the end, I want, you know, living somewhere else to be my, my final achievement. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right, thanks for calling in. Let's go to uh, another caller. This caller is from the 443 area code. Caller, you're on live. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I think it's really commendable that, uh, you know, for someone to have traveled to a completely different country and um, that doesn't even speak English and want to advance as much as they did, as much as Tyree did. Um, so I guess that's my first set of praise. Um, being that I am myself not from the United States of America, um, I'm currently a graduate from law school, and I've been thinking about starting up my own practice. Um, and I just wanted to find out, like, his views on entrepreneurship. Like, how do you deal with marketing and networking in a failing economy such as this one and also being a young person and trying to venture out into that probably not a lot of African Americans are in. Like, do you have any tips or words of encouragement? How do you stay encouraged in a climate like this? Uh, people. People. Um, I think I may have said before, I don't believe that we can – do everything that we want by ourselves. Um, and like you said, it is a bad economy. You know, it's it's hard to find the right opportunities or right places to get in or to start what you want to start. But, you know, tell people what you want to do. Tell people your goals. You know, tell people your plans. Tell people what you want to do. And, you know, somehow, you know, something, an uh, opportunity will happen. You know, they, they will be able to point you in the right direction they may be able to help you themselves. Um, but I think that's the the biggest thing is just if you have a dream, tell somebody what that is. You know, um, there's a quote that says, you know, uh, uh, I forgot it that quick. <laughs> um, I mean, just ask, you know, put it out there. If you have an idea, if you have a goal, if you have a question, make it known. And, you know, making it known will, you know, make it happen. You know, I tell people, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to do. You know, can you help me out? I mean, networking, you know, that's that's what it's all about. I and mean, it's not, like they say, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And, I mean, that is really true. Well, let me okay. to the, to, to the Tyree, can, let me give mm -hmm. some words of encouragement to the caller that wants to start a home law practice. I think that's awesome. I, I, I say as an entrepreneur, you need to invest in you. You spend so much time investing in others and investing in other things. I think you need to really, really invest in you and what you're trying to do. Uh, there's a lot of law firms out there, but there's not um, any other law firm in the world designed to do what your talents and your gifts are. So no one can do it the way that you can do it. So just be encouraged and go forward and just go all out. Don't protect your heart. Don't protect anything. Just go all out and just do it. 
Okay. Yeah, because I, I guess I, I, a lot of times I have a battle because right now I'm working at a law firm, and I guess it's okay having a job now and working for someone else, but then you have a dream. My field, the field that I probably would want to go into, is not a very common field among African, African Americans in particular. So I guess, you know, for me, I really have to work at networking, and sometimes it gets a little bit discouraging. So I guess hearing from someone who is willing to venture out of the norm in itself helps me out a little bit. And, you know, I just want to find out, you know, what do they do, what works for them, and maybe I could kind of feed off that. Right. I mean, I agree with uh, with Greg 100%. I mean, you have to invest in yourself. You have to find a way to make yourself stand out. Uh, I mean, going back to you know, in high school and college, when you're going, when you're writing, learning how to write resumes, you know, somebody's going to have a desk with a hundred resumes on there. How is yours going to stand out? You have to find a way, you know, your little niche to make yourself stand out. So I, I agree. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening in. All right, we got about uh, a little over three minutes left in the show, and. I want to start off by saying, hey, man, awesome show. We're having a great time. We're learning a lot of great information, and we thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I, I thank you guys right back, man, for just giving me this opportunity. You know, and I want to also give you an opportunity to, to uh, give out your information for your business, your contact information, mm-hmm. and that way others can get in contact with you. We know about the website, but just give us every, as much as you can. Okay. Um, if you missed it, my name is Tyree Powell, T Y R E E P O W E L. My personal website is www. The letter C, C Tyree Powell. That's C T Y R E E P O W E L L. Dot com. www.ctyreepowell.com and I'll also give you my um, my home office number which is 410-878-2872 you know if you have any you know questions about um, having a website done for your business or you know any questions at all you know about entrepreneurship or anything feel free um, I can also be emailed directly from my website, so um, you know you guys have the option to do that as well. Um, my website, click on the website, and at, across the bottom you'll see a link that says "Contact Me," and uh, you can send an email directly from there. Tyree, I'm getting slammed with emails and text messages and all sorts of things. The ladies want to know: Is there a raffle ticket to becoming your wife? <laughs> I would have to say no, and uh, my girlfriend would probably be uh, actually she's probably happy that other people are interested. <laughs> she likes the competition, um, but I am taken. So I'm sorry, sorry for the bad news, ladies. <laughs> With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you again so much for joining us. And listeners, we thank you for joining us. Please make sure you tune in on Monday as we'll have another wonderful and exciting show. And also listen in on the web at www.blogtalkradio.com slash ASEMotivation. 
Also, you can hit us up on Facebook, MySpace. We're everywhere, Twitter, all of that. But we thank you for joining us. We say to you all, we help others be more, do more, and have more. Good evening. God bless you all, and good night. Good night. Good night.